everyone and welcome to the Extra Point podcast, the very first edition of the Extra Point podcast. I'm Ross Williams. I'm Matt Templemarsh. And yeah, welcome, welcome. Very, very exciting. The very first episode of this podcast, we'll be talking all things National Football League. We're talking all things NFL. Week one is here. We're going to give our thoughts on Thursday night's game between the Buffalo Bills and the Los Angeles Rams. Of some very interesting things to come out of that massive, massive clash on day one. And of course, we're going to talk about Sunday as week one gets underway. A little bit of an intro on us before we proceed. Uh, we are the tipsters of Sporting Life. We've been going for two years now. Picked up a little bit of profit along the way. Uh, you may be familiar with our work. If you're not, do head over there and check out our tips. But for the time being, we're going to work through week one of the NFL season. So the NFL kicked off last night. Absolute blockbuster of a game. The Bills looked amazing. Russ, what is your top takeaway from the game? Looking ahead to next week. Um, besides the obvious, which is you've already said, the Bills looked amazing. Um, yeah, very, very interesting. I, I had to look at the, the Rams' offense. So I was really interested to see how they'd look. Obviously, Super Bowl champions um, just a few months ago. Um, flat to deceive a little bit. Cooper Cup did Cooper Cup things, uh, as did Stefan Diggs for the Bills. I was very intrigued to see how Al Robinson would fit into that Rams' offense. Um, and he kind of hasn't. If you look he at the stat line, yeah. I'd say he didn't. <laughs> yeah, if you look at the stat line, certainly he kind of didn't. He had one catch for twelve yards. He didn't feature in preseason, which I think is a very it's a very important caveat, of course. Uh, but yeah, just the one catch um, for a, quite a big, not the most expensive, but still quite a big off-season acquisition and a player who I think everyone in the NFL kind of admires. Uh, he's had a, he's had a really rough time of it in terms of teams he's played for. Some very let's be honest, some average QB play, uh, to see him in a high-powered offense of Matt Stafford. I think we had high expectations going to last night. Yeah, just the one catch for 12 yards. I don't think that's the end of the world, though, looking at it. Um, he ran 47 routes last night. 47. You that, would you? Not at all, no. He was pretty much involved in every offensive play for the Rams. He was involved throughout. Uh, and there's some very interesting comments post-game. Uh, Sean McVeigh was in the press conference. He was asked about performance of... Uh, camp makers as well who didn't have the best game either uh, but also Alan Robinson and he was he was kind of positive in a way, in a way looking looking forward very excited to get him involved he basically he basically took the hit on Alan Robinson not being involved it wasn't so much Robinson not playing well or getting open he, he just wasn't calling the plays for him he wasn't calling the plays he wasn't Matt Stafford was not being told to throw the ball to Alan Robinson I do think that's going to change going forward they play the Falcons next week just keep an eye on Alan Robinson. Keep an eye on those receptions, those receiving yard lines. I, I, I think he'll be there. I think he'll be there or thereabouts. Nice. How, how about you? How about you? What, 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 you, what are you take away? It's a huge game. Yeah. What, what, what's really struck you from that Bills-Rams game? I think Bills just strengthened their case as Super Bowl favourite. They were going into the new season anyway, and they just looked so good. And the massive upgrade is how good their defensive line and the, the pressure they could get like Von Miller wow like this has come out of nowhere he looked like he was on his way down with the Broncos and then that trade to the Rams postseason run amazing and yeah two amazing sacks again especially the one where he ghosted past two blockers effortlessly and yeah I just think the reason they lost against the Chiefs was they just couldn't get any pressure to Mahomes and he could just quickly get his passes off whereas now the depth they've got in this defensive line, they're going to pressure quarterbacks nonstop. And yeah, they're a rightful Super Bowl favourite. 
yeah, you can't crown anyone in September, but it was impressive, wasn't it? It was really impressive. And I must say as well, yes, there was a couple of interceptions in there. Josh Allen's case is still pretty strong for MVP, I would suggest as well. 31 points in the Rams' house. Pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. Definitely. So I'm back with the cheat sheet this season, but Ross, your best bets. Talk to me about what you're backing for week one. I'm looking at the AFC West to start with. I do have quite a few tips, uh, four tips uh, in total for week one. Week one's very tricky, but we're going to give it a go. Um, yeah, AFC West, I'm going to look at initially. I like the Los Angeles Chargers to go all the way. I'll get very, very close. I know obviously in the previous section we uh, discussed the Buffalo Bills. I understand why the favourites, obviously the favourites after that win last night. I think the Chargers will be around there as well. I think they're, they're going to be knocking on the door. Um, they play the Raiders in week one. I think it's the perfect matchup for them, in a sense. And that doesn't make sense, I know, because the Raiders are a pretty good team. The Raiders quite infamously beat them in week 18 uh, back in January. It was the Chargers' last stand. The, people forget the Los Angeles Chargers didn't make the playoffs last year. They were too good a team to not make the playoffs. Uh, but it was all down to that week 18. Uh, the Raiders beat them in overtime with a Dan Carlson field goal. I, I have this feeling with the Chargers, the talent is there. They have Herbert, they're going to have Alan Williams fit week one. Rashawn Slate, it was an absolute revelation on the defensive line. Defensively, on top of the likes of Bosa, they brought in Khalil Mack, they brought in JC Jackson. It's an absolute talent-laden roster. It really, really is. It's the Chargers thing, though, isn't it? And it's been, a, it's been a constant for the last few years. I think there's some mental blockers there. I think there is some mental blockers there for sure. They've become a team where they've found ways to lose over the recent years. They really have. That was one example against the Raiders. If they're going to turn that corner, and I do believe they can, Raiders week one is perfect. It allows them to kind of vanquish some demons straight away, really right some wrongs from last year. And yes, Devontae Adams is in at the Raiders. Will they look as good as last year? Maybe, maybe, maybe they might do. My one reservation with that, and it's why I'm kind of favouring the Chargers, even with the spread as well. I think Chargers minus three is quite nice. I think continuity is huge in the NFL. It really is. It's the second year of Brandon Staley. He's no longer a rookie head coach. He's clearly got talent as a coach. Everyone knows that. He built that Rams defence that won a Super Bowl. Um, As for the Raiders, it's all change. It's all change. Josh McDaniels, we've seen what he's done as a head coach before, granted a few years ago. He's in as head coach. Bringing a new offensive system as well, for sure. Exactly, yeah. Whole new offensive system and on the defence as well. I mean, people were amazed the Raiders managed to get to the situation they did last year because of everything that went on. Uh, there was drama-filled, to say the least, the Raiders' season. It was carnage at times. I think the fact they had Gus Bradley at defensive coordinate was huge. A guy with head coach qualities, being a head coach in the league, he was a constant throughout that period. He's now gone. It's also a different guy on uh, a defensive coordinator. I think it's going to take a little bit of time to gel. Um, so I really like the Chargers minus three. What are you thinking initially on the on the cheat sheet? So I like that game as well. I think, well, first of all, that is an amazing game for week one. I love it. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I'm back in the Chargers in that game as well, but I've picked out Josh Palmer. He's His line is at 29 and a half yards, and I think he'll easily beat that. To add to what you were saying on the Raiders, they... Coming into the new season, their secondary, according to PFF, ranks as 29th in the league. They haven't really got any star names there. And yeah, Josh Palmer. So he's the third wide receiver on the Chargers behind Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. But Chargers ran um, three wide receiver sets on 64% of their plays. And took down the stretch, we saw Palmer really come into his own. 
he had a 14% target share throughout those last five games and uh, three touchdowns. And all through preseason, we've been hearing a lot of hype, especially from Herbert about Palmer. I think, yeah, you take all of that into account and only 29 and a half yards in a game that has a 52 point over under total um, for points scored. I think, yeah, potential for a high scoring game. Palmer's going to be facing a lot of nice, easy sets. You think about they're going to have to really pay attention to Keenan Allen and Mike, Mike Williams. So yeah, Palmer should be a good shout here for 29 and a half yards. And don't quote me, I'm pretty sure Josh Palmer scored in that Week 18 game last year. Yes, um, yes, he did. So he likes his chances against the Raiders. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, NFC North now for me. And look, Week One's so difficult. You can throw a, a few cats among some pigeons. I'm going to go with an underdog. It's quite a tie on dog, but still. I think the Vikings beat the Packers. I like the Vikings this year. I like them a lot. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> for the first time, and it seemed, I mean, probably since Randy Moss was in town, for the first time since then, I think the Vikings have the best receiver on the field going to this game, which is a, a, a huge difference maker. Devontae Adams, I mentioned him earlier. Obviously, he's on the Raiders now. The Packers, they've been a little bit cavalier in the way they've not really replaced him, <laughs> in my opinion. And certainly not with like-for-like like talent. I know look, Devontae Adams is very, very good. Getting like-for-like is difficult, but it's much more of a committee approach. They're kind of relying on Aaron Rodgers elevating. Uh, it's a receiver unit with talent, but we're talking about elite top-tier talent they've lost. I'm not sure they've been able to replace that yet. Justin Jefferson is absolutely sensational. Uh, for the Vikings, he's going to continue to be uh, coming to his third year now. He's he's an absolute stud. Adam Thielen's going to be there. Dalvin Cook's healthy. Kirk Cousins, we know he can get the ball to them. He's done it. He's done it the last few years. I really like the Vikings to beat the Packers at home. The underdog, they're a two or three point underdog at this point. Um, yeah, I like the Vikes, and I think I think yeah. they're I think they're an outside chance in the NFC generally, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say I think they could win the NFC North quite easily, to be honest. Um, Packers defense is good. Um, Brian Gutekunst has done a really good job in terms of building up that roster, but like you say, their offensive weapons. They're going to have to lean so hard into the run. Like Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, they're great. But it's Aaron Rodgers. You want him to be throwing the ball 30, 40 times a game. And he hasn't got the talent around him to be doing that. Like, it's, we're dealing with rookies and he just does not trust rookies. I know I know he's a back-to-back MVP, but they're essentially asking him to win a third MVP for them to be in the hunt. That's what the Packers are doing. And that's, I mean, sustainable, that is not. Let's be honest. Exactly, exactly. Speaking of uh, quarterback plays, I'm back in a couple of um, homecomings to not go too well. I've got Joe Flacco and Baker Mayfield both have had at least one interception each. And I love that. Yeah, I'll kick off with Baker and such a good narrative. First game with the Panthers against the Browns, but it's been so well documented. He is not a fan in Cleveland anymore. The team just fell out with him massively. He didn't get along with the dressing room well, such a decisive, divisive character. And yeah, you just think about the talent that the Browns have on defence. They've got the third-ranked secondary, according to PFF, going into the new season. Miles Garrett, so many talents on every single level. And the amount of practice they've had against Baker, they know every single week what his tendencies are, what he's going to be wanting to throw to, where, when. And yeah, through his um, last three games of the season, with the Browns, seeing out his Browns career, he had seven picks. And yeah, I think that trend will continue. The Browns are going to have to lean hard on their defense throughout this first half of the season. Obviously, Jacoby Brissett there. 
But yeah, the talent is there. And then on the flip side, you've got Joe Flacco. He's a backup quarterback. He's there for Zach Wilson, who's out injured. And he's just not good enough. He's 37. It's his 15th year in the league. His only preseason outing against the Giants, he threw a pick. They haven't really got any talent on their secondary there. And yeah, I think this could be an absolute blowout. The Ravens were decimated by injury last year, but they're coming back to full strength now. Their secondary is loaded. And I think they are going to absolutely beat up on this Jets team and yeah, come away with a few picks potentially. It's yeah. Joe Flacco in 2022. We don't need to see it. Hopefully it will be a short, short run. Yeah, I mean, Zach Wilson's coming back, I think, week four. Uh, they're looking at, um, yeah, he was at his best a decade ago, potentially. I think, I think that's probably around the Super Bowl year. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't I don't need to see Joe Flacco getting beat up by that Baltimore defence this week, but such is exactly. life in the NFL. Exactly. Such is life. It, it can be cruel sometimes, can't it? It can be cruel. Yes. Talk to um, me. You've got, a, you've got a rookie that I love that you're tipping, along with your, your favourite MVP candidate, JT. Yeah, um, I, I do love JT uh, a, a huge amount. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, of course, the Colts running back, I believe established himself as the most dangerous running back in the league last year um, because he has age on his side. <laughs> that's that's, that's, that's the really scary thing. I mean, Derrick Henry's still around, but He's more miles, well, Henry. massively, yeah, more miles on the more miles on the tank for sure. Jonathan Taylor, third year, got a, an awful lot more to give. Um, yeah, I'm tipping Taylor to score in the Colts Texans game. Um, round peg, round hole. It, it, the Texans can't stop the run. They haven't been able to stop the run for quite a long time now. Have they made enough of a change <laughs> defensively to kind of fix that point? I don't think so. I, I don't think so. I don't think the Texans are necessarily in a situation where they dare I say want to be winning too many games. Uh, it's one of those situations, unfortunately. Jonathan Taylor. He stacks up so so well against the uh, against the Houston Texans. They shipped two two thousand four hundred rushing yards. They were conceded last year, twenty five touchdowns on the ground. Well, I mean, Taylor scores on average a touchdown every game. <laughs> it did last yes. year at the very least. I imagine the same is going to happen. Uh, not been seen too much in preseason. We've kept it nice and fresh. John for right, Taylor sir. almost certainly will be. Close to scoring a touchdown. What I'm not going to say he will. I don't want to jinx it. What about Pierce? Damien Pierce, yeah. I'm going to try and double him up. Damien Pierce on the Texans side. A lot of hype. A lot of hype. Florida Gator uh, scored 13 touchdowns in his senior season. Um, anytime a rookie running back is named a starter this quickly, they've seen something they really like. They've seen something they really, really like in the offseason. Um, yeah, Damien Pierce. I can see the Texans getting on the board. I do think the Colts win this game. Um, Texans will get on the board. They, they can still stretch the offense a little bit. Brandon Cook's still coming off a thousand yard season. Uh, Davis Mills is Davis Mills, but he can work a little bit with Cooks. I think Pierce gets on the board, and I think Taylor does too. Yeah, yeah, I really like Damon Pierce this season. I think he could be rookie of the year, but we'll have to see how their season goes. I like how you're back in the Colts. I'm going to my Niners. I don't want to be too much of a homer here, but I love the Niners this year and Trey Lance. I'm backing him to score a touchdown in the week one opener against the Bears. He's been out. He was on the bench for week uh, for year one. Now he's coming in as the starter. Jimmy G's behind him. We don't want to talk about Jimmy G. It's Trey Lance here <laughs> now. Sure, he could have a Mahomesian ascent, or he might still be really raw. We don't know at the moment. But what we do know is Lance is a really good rusher. 
yeah. final well his first full year in college he only has one of them so yeah he's got the rawness about him but he had 1100 rushing yards through 16 games which for a quarterback that's insane uh throwing 14 touchdowns as well and then you look at his two nfl starts last year he carried the ball 24 times on a career average basis that's more than lamar jackson averages um yeah i think first full starter first game fully starting in the nfl you're going to trust what you know as trey lance and he knows how to rush the ball i think yeah do do what you know and he's going to score a touchdown on the flip side i like the defense to go and score this this defense is amazing the nick bosa we know all about i think he should have won defensive player of the year last year and i think he is a pretty good bet to win it this year um but what stands out to me in this game the bears last year they allowed more sacks than any other team in the league the niners they had 48 sacks the fifth most in the league you just think about the Bears, I think they've got four new starters. They lost their two best players off their offensive line from last year. It's going to be pretty, pretty embarrassing for them, I think. And yeah, I could see a forced fumble, getting the pressure to Justin Fields, throwing an interception. Niners have shored up their secondary, got some new players in there, Chavarius Ward. Yeah, I've, I really like this chances, especially at 15 to do such a big price as well. So yeah, love me, my Niners. Yeah, I, I worry for Justin Fields this week. Um for much of the season uh, for the reasons you've pointed out there's just so little talent around him uh, it is a shame and I kind of hope it proves me wrong but I, I don't really see where, where that's going to come and yeah, I, 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 I love the Trey Lance pick too I think you're quite right he's obviously going to uh, go with what he knows he's the great unknown really isn't he Trey Lance he has been since he was drafted he's the great unknown could be boom could be bust but I think week one you'd be optimistic I, I absolutely love it um, my final um, game I've looked at this week Something a little bit more known than Trey Lance, and that is the ability of Alvin Kamara, uh, the New Orleans Saints. Their matchup against the Falcons uh, this week in week one. Usually, this is a bit tasty uh, between the Saints and the Falcons. They really don't like each other. They're generally quite close affairs. Um, I think it's different this year. Uh, I think this is massively different. Um, the Falcons, they're not even in the transition yet. They're pre-transition, uh, really. This is... It's hard to find much optimism this season for the Falcons. They've obviously lost Matt Ryan to the Colts. They have the, I believe, the largest dead money cap hit in NFL history to deal with to the tune of $40 million. How does that happen with that roster? <laughs> it's unbelievable. Uh, it's, it, it's, I don't want to say it's the write-off year for the Falcons, but it kind of looks that way. Uh, whereas the Saints, I actually think they're a better team than some people assume. Uh, after a couple of, obviously, since Drew Brees hung them up, um, very up and down last year, but of course, James Winston wasn't around for a lot of it, uh, which certainly didn't help. There was inconsistency at quarterback. Bit of a middling year. This year, Jarvis Landry comes in. I think that's a really, really nice pickup. They picked up Chris Olave uh, from the draft. Michael Thomas, Thomas too. Michael Thomas coming back. Yeah, that's that's. people forget how good Michael Thomas can be uh, his very best. They can stretch the field this year. They can stretch the field a lot more. That opens up doors. So many doors for Alvin Kamara. And I don't think the Falcons can slam those doors, to be honest. I like him to score a couple. I like him to score a couple this week. A couple of rushing touchdowns uh, and the Saints to win. That's a nice price, about 8-1. to one. Um, Yeah. Kamara's yeah, competition is Mark Ingram. And Mark Ingram is just too old. He's, he's past it now. He was there as kind of like a safety blanket. And yeah. this is Kamara's team. He is an absolute machine for them. So, yeah, I, I love this as well. 
Thank you very much for listening. This has been the first episode of the Extra Point podcast. And we'll be back next week. We'll be back next week. We'll take a little look at week one, but we'll look ahead to week two of the NFL season. Enjoy the football this week, and we'll see you later.